Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. New Amsterdam Radio is now. Citizens, how's everyone doing? It's August, the dog days of summer, the Sunday of summer, if you will. I've been traveling all over. I can't believe it. And on one hand, it feels like the year is flying by. But on the other, since this is the first quote-unquote normal year since the pandemic, I've done a lot more traveling, a lot more outside stuff. But thank you so much for rocking with me as I try to make this the best dang podcast on the planet. NewAmsterdam.com. That's with a K. N-E-W. Amsterdam.com. My guest this week is S.M. Thomas. And she over there across the pond in jolly old england and even though it took a little bit of coordinating to get our schedules lined up with the time zones and all that she is about to release her debut novel the disease coming out in september of 2022 and i'm excited not just for the sake of being a new fan of ms damas but excited about how she found a way to break through there's a lot of uh, landmines, I guess, that authors go through when they release their book and, and be able to speak with her in a very candid environment is something I really enjoyed. So I hope you enjoy too. We're going to go right here, right now, my chat with S.M. Thomas. Welcome back to New Am Sam Radio, the podcast for creatives. It is I, the mayor, Flobo Boys, in the mayor's office, but I'm not alone. If you guys know me and follow my projects, I've dabbled with literary arts, but I am no professional. But my guest today is, please welcome, I got <laughs> S.M. Thomas. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Other than melting in the heat, how are you? I am melting as well. It is actually one of those days in, in Los Angeles where it's not necessarily hot. It's like 60 degrees Fahrenheit, but there's no wind and just kind of yeah. muggy. So we're just sitting oh, in it. It's not fun. Blanket. Not fun. Yeah. yeah, not fun at all. <laughs> uh, well, speaking about fun, uh, I always say, how do you describe your life? Because I just said you're an author, which seems pretty okay. But if you're at a party and someone's like, hey, what do you do? How do you like promote or how do you uh, wrap oh. your package or what else? <laughs> if I'm at a party and someone asks me what I do, um, I tend to leave with the fact that I'm an assistant first because that pays okay. the bills. Absolutely. Um, and the problem is when you tell people you write, they expect you to be on the New York bestseller list. Mm. Um, so I say, you know, I'm, I'm an assistant and I do love my job. I don't just say that when my boss is there. I do love my job. <laughs> um, and I also write is what I, that's sort of how I word it as if it's like yeah. a, a side project, but I, I would love it to be the main project, but it is. Right. What, what came first, uh, the assistant work or the writing work? Oh, now that's a hard one because I've always written, like always. I used to be a reception. I was a receptionist for eight years. I started when I was 17. Okay. And so, I mean, it was only two years ago, obviously. Um, so I started when I was 17 and I used to, I used to just sit and write when I didn't have customers there, but I never did anything with any of it because it was yeah. just 17 year old angst. Right, um, right. <laughs> and then fell into administration, which then led to um, being an assistant, which I've been for 10 years. And I started taking my writing seriously in 2018. So definitely administration came first. Yeah, I was 17 <laughs> for the past 20 years myself. Uh, that leads me to a question. <laughs> when did it become that switch from a hobby 
to taking it seriously? What did that entail? What was that a day? Was it a moment? Was that a particular story you got invested into? Well, so I wrote The Light. That was my first ever novel. And um, it's to be honest with you, it's one of the first ones I actually finished because I had a habit of writing to a point and then giving up because mm-hmm. I wasn't taking it seriously. Um, and then I had my first son in 2016. Right. Had thank you had a nasty dose of PND, which wasn't great, and mm-hmm. rediscovered like a love for writing, and that's sort of the moment that I thought, do you know what? There's no point having these words on a computer screen. You've got yeah. to do something with them, and so I, I just self-published through Amazon that time, um, and it was terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that because when I started my first, well, I can't say novel, it was like a collection of short stories and poems back in 2008. It was kind of, at the time, it was kind of seen like a kind of a shameful. Oh, you couldn't get yourself a real imprint. You're all uh, yourself publishing what yeah. you're doing. And I did a little um, Vandy Press, the ones that hound your email box with with, yeah. with promoters and all that. Tell me about the self-publishing process. Now, people are just doing that left and right. They've built careers, they've built followings, just taking the, their business side to their own hands. It's it's amazing. And like, so with the lights, part one and two, I just literally published it through KDP, which is Amazon's platform. Um, and then with the diseased, I knew that what I'd written was so much stronger. Cause obviously you learn every time you write something, you, you get better. Yeah. And um, I thought to myself, how hard can it be mm-hmm. to become a publishing house? Um, so I had a couple glasses of wine. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> my best decisions are all made with wine. And um, <laughs> went to Nielsen, which they control the ISBNs for the UK. Sure. Obviously, every book that's not published just on Amazon needs an ISBN. Otherwise, mm-hmm. bookshops won't take it, libraries won't take it, all of that stuff. So I went and registered on there. Um, and it turns out it's quite hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of forms. Um, I've just finished the process. Um, so what I did this time round was I've still published through Amazon directly because you make more royalties. True. Um, and then I've used two other distributors. So I've used draft to digital that do eBooks. So they'll get it in, say, Barnes & Noble eBooks. Mm-hmm. And then I've used, and I don't know if they're in America. I imagine they would be because they're a very big company, but Ingram Sparks. Yes, yes. Ingram is like the, the big mamma jamma. <laughs> yeah. And to publish with them, you need to have an ISBN, ISBN and ideally be a publishing house. But the publishing house is just me it's all a ruse there's nobody right. else here it's just me oh it's a real not a ruse <laughs> <laughs> so it's with ingram's then it, it's such a long process honestly so then mm-hmm. you get it on ingram sparks then you have to get it to gardeners who are another distributor and then finally then i could apply to get it on places like waterstones and foils who are the big bookshops in in the uk yeah um, so it's just, yeah, it just seemed to, there was a good six to eight weeks of form filling in and, and going, what have I done? What have I done? But I yeah. thought, I, I keep saying it and everyone thinks it's so cheesy, but I can remember somebody saying to me ages and ages ago that if you want people to invest in you, you've got to invest in yourself. True. And that's what I'm trying to do this time. I'm trying to invest my time, my effort into my book, basically. Is that the dream right now? to be the author, to, to give the intellectual property, to tell these stories or something else on the horizon? Well, 
the absolute pipe dream other than seeing my book in a shop yeah. um, would be to have this as a legitimate publishing house and publish someone else's book that would be my I would that would be amazing yeah but I'm a good way off that and I'm using my books as a way to sort of test the waters so I can find the right editor that I want to work with I can find the right designer all that stuff so when I take someone else's baby on in like five years or so I can give it the credit that it needs that's that's my dream I feel like when you say five years, it ends up being like 18 months. <laughs> That's it. It's just like, hey, can you just please like make this happen for me? And then you're like, oh, don't worry. It's easy. It just takes a couple of forms. Uh -huh. uh, let's, let's talk about September 2nd, the release of The Diseased, which is your latest uh, release. And I have the log line here. It's a thriller featuring the character of Paige Hansen. And she's on a mission to locate her missing husband. First question I had, I go, excuse me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, what came first? chick on the egg when you're writing a new novel is it a premise that comes to you first or do you do character first or story first which is the the one that goes oh this would be a great thing to write as a novel probably the premise all all my ideas tend to come from either daydreams or my actual dreams mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very lucky i'm a lucid dreamer i remember all my dreams and no matter how crazy they are jealous <laughs> You should I'm be. usually naked in places or falling out of a building, <laughs> but if you're lucid, don't. <laughs> it, is, it is especially good for dealing with nightmares because you can just go, no. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah, so I sort of had a very inkling of an idea. I knew I wanted to write something about this woman who was a doctor. Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted her to have a missing husband. And I knew I wanted there to be this disease, which is alluded to in the title. So that's no spoilers. Right. Um, yeah. And that just sort of sat in my head for a couple of years, to be honest. And every now and again, I'll, I would have gone back to it and gone, oh, that would that could be that could be cool. I could add that that in. That would work. Oh, I could give her a son. That adds an extra layer. So I just sort of it's the premise and then the character with me. And then yeah. it just sort of I'm, well, I'm a pantser. I don't plan anything. So there's no one way to be creative. That's why I was like asking that question. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I wish I was a plotter. It'd probably be a lot easier to be a plotter the way I write, but I just sort of throw words down and hope for the best. Well, you know, I come from the stand-up comedy era, even though I, I do write. I don't, I, I, like me being a writer is like fifth or sixth, right? So I, I come from stand-up comedy and, and a lot of my contemporaries have that that split of, I just go out there and, and feel. And there's other ones that go, no, I rent a, a room downtown and I put flashcards on the wall and I rearrange <laughs> my plot and premise. And there's no right answer, no wrong answer. So the fact that you said, hey, look, this is an idea I have and not uh, let it go into the ether is great. <laughs> I don't know. Genuinely, I don't know how you do stand up comedy. I could not get up on a stage in front of that many people and say things. I just this is terrifying enough. And it's just me. Yeah. And you. <laughs> <laughs> the first 10 times your boot is pretty bad. But after that, <laughs> it's pretty good. You know, it's it's funny because um, we talk about dreams. Um, comedy was something I wanted to do uh, for the dream. I go, oh, I would love to do comedy, but I could never do it. And a little bit of a backstory, and if you're a long-time listener, bear with me. <laughs> I said a story a bunch of times. I used to be very, very heavy in school. Um, in fact, my first ever podcast was called 26 Stone because I used to weigh 26.9 stone, which is about 369 pounds for those of us on the imperial scale. <laughs> USA! Uh, I lost a bunch of weight, and I had the surgery to remove the skin. Uh, the extra skin I had from being heavy and I had complications and I almost bled out on my couch afterwards. And so I thought I was going to die. And it's funny when you think you're going to die, you have like two, I had two big regrets. And that was, I never learned to ride a motorcycle. I never tried stand up comedy. 
And so stand-up comedy was the one thing I wanted to try had I survived the night, and I did. So yes, it is completely nerve-wracking, but I remember that day of being like, you almost died and never tried it. So maybe I'm a little different when it comes to that, but yes, I cannot tell people it's so easy because you are bearing your soul (laughs) to people on stage, you know? Yeah, no, I could, I, yeah, I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, t- well, talk to me about Paige Hansen. Uh, you know, one of the cool things or the worst things about being an author is that you put your characters that you create through the absolute ringer and you yeah. make them go through a lot oh, of stuff. Yeah. Poor thing. Um, I, I love Paige. She's probably my favorite person I've written. Um, she's got like a photographic memory. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why she's so frustrated that she cannot remember what happened the night of the accident with her husband Leo. Yeah. Um, and as she's desperately trying to remember things, so throughout the book you get the memories coming back ever so slowly, um, and each time she remembers something, it sort of makes things worse. Yeah. <laughs> as is the way, and um, she also discovers that there's a lot more going on in the world that they live in than just Leo disappearing. Because I had to set the book on. I called it Earth 2. Right. But that's just because I wanted to do the certain technologies and and laws and stuff that would never be believable anymore, thank God, um, right. on our planet. Like there's the Repopulation Act, which means that everybody has to be a heterosexual married couple. Wow. It's not okay. And you, I couldn't get away with doing that on this planet. So sure. that's why I moved over there because that's something that's really important to me and I wanted to address it. Right. Um, so that, that got sort of social commentary in there, which just wouldn't be possible if I placed it on this earth. And Paige, she plays the part of being a good citizen and believing everything the president says. But because it's first person, you see that actually she disagrees especially she strongly disagrees with the repopulation act she just thinks people should love who they love which is exactly what it should be right yeah why make things complicated i'm all about the pursuit of love yeah. <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm i'm terribly single but if i in theory i'm all about the pursuit of love uh but but yeah that's kind of interesting because i know uh i've heard from other authors i don't say i know i've heard from other authors that sometimes you write your characters in scenes where you see danger coming and you're just like oh man i can't believe i'm writing this but it has to happen have you had a situation yeah. like that with Paige? with Paige, yes definitely um there's a turning point sort of in one of the last few chapters where I knew I had to make her do something, mm-hmm. but I desperately didn't want to because right. I didn't want that to happen. I didn't want her to do it, but it had to be done for the story. And then I'm working on the her second book now called Body Count. And I'm all I'm only 10 chapters in and I'm already feeling sorry for her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Professional to professional, what keeps you motivated between drafts 11 and 12? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I genuinely don't know. Um, yeah. I, think, I think I'm just a very stubborn person. So <laughs> if I've decided I'm going to do it, I'm going to bloody do it. Like, nothing's yeah. going to stop me, not even myself. But I, I am also a gigantic procrastinator. So I'm either writing 10 chapters a day or not writing for a month which is why if I worked with an editor a proper editor they'd probably hate me right <laughs> well you can smooth that over the acknowledgement page thank you so much editor for keeping Sorry. up with me <laughs> <laughs> so do you wait for inspiration or, or do you say hey look three weeks from now on Thursday I'm going to write a chapter like how do you approach the craft I wait for inspiration I am um, 
I like to know, I don't like to start writing until I know where the story is going to end. <laughs> like I don't care about knowing the middle. I just need to know where it's going to end. And then once I've got that, it comes pretty steadily. Um, but you, I think with anything creative, you have peaks and troughs, don't you? So you might be writing a chapter and it might be amazing and that might go on to four or five chapters in a night or you might be in that middle section where you just got to move the story along and you're not on your next point and then it's hard. Yeah. So, like being in what about you? How do you do it? Uh, it's, it's, I try to say right on my to-do list, but many nights have gone by without touching it. So <laughs> there's, there's, there's an inspiration chapter. I feel like once I get myself locked in, turn off the phone and sit upright, I can, I can bang that out. But getting to that is like the thing I have to like go. It's, it's like, like going a to the, book, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. It's like going to the gym. It's like, I've, I can tell myself, okay, that was a light workout, but I don't regret doing it. But getting in the car and driving to that gym, you're just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they bring food to me with a phone call. What's going on? That's true. That's yeah, yeah, what's the big deal? So when when you had your book launches, two questions. Does it get any easier launching a book? And two, who are the people that get the, the first notifications that a new product is out from your brand? Probably my nan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> I go running around with a copy. Nan, look what I've done. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... I've forgotten what the first question it's was. It's easier. Is it still as nerve-wracking or frustrating or fun or beautiful? Like, what's the, the feeling? Does it change? I think because I've launched this one and, like, I didn't do any marketing or anything like this for the light. I just, I didn't. And mm -hmm. this has been really fun. Like, this, the process with this book has been yeah. really fun. And I've met a lot of people as well that have been really good to get to know. Yeah. Um so I definitely think it does get, I don't think it gets easier, but I do think it gets more enjoyable because yeah. you know, you get a bit more comfortable and the more books you release, the more confident you feel in yourself. Yeah. So well, you, you've got to write 10 books now. That's the agreement. Uh, yeah. That's secret. my, my next to last book was actually, I was the most, I was the most, uh, what's the word? Uh, exhausted. It took me so long to write it because it was like this giant, sprawling, like multi personality, multi. Wow. Uh, so I went all out and it was just exhausting and no one bought it. And so I go, I quit. I'll never write again. Uh, but during the <laughs> pandemic, because there's nowhere to go, I went and did my first nonfiction book, my first uh, memoir. And it was liberating to share the struggles of me failing, uh, especially the chapter about how my. Um, stationary company new amsterdam became a podcast company for example and, and it kind of was like the fire afterwards like i was expecting no one to buy graduation day but when that became the one that was most received i go wait maybe i shouldn't quit mm. yeah <laughs> never quit never quit <laughs> yeah it's like i hear i haven't i haven't had the uh, the pleasure here's like childbirth like oh that sucks don't do that again well, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to have one kid. You know? Yeah, that's pretty much it. You wait till the first is sleeping through the night and then you go, do you know what would be good? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, man. <laughs> Write that down. Uh, so when you're not writing and you're not working, what do you do with your family, with your friends? Like, how do you refill the cup to create? That's That's a really good question because I suffer because I have anxiety and depression I get burnt out very quickly which is another reason I think why I'm sporadic with the writing just to look after my brain mm -hmm. um so if it's a family day we have a movie night every Friday night so phones are off we let the kids choose the movie 
Um, so I've seen Paddington a lot, which is actually really good. I, I quite the like first that. one or the second one? Both. Oh, nice. They're really good. Yeah. Um, just a bit of a plug for Paddington, though. <laughs> and, um, so we, we do like family nights or we'll just um, hang out in the garden. Like this weekend, it's been so sunny. We've had the paddling pool out all weekend with water fights. I got defeated, obviously. <laughs> Um, and then with my friends, um, well, unfortunately, my my very best friend, Charlotte, she lives about seven hour drive away. Wow. So we try to have like fortnightly FaceTime chats where we'll get something nice to eat, have a couple of drinks, maybe watch Grey's Anatomy together. Yeah. Because um, you've got to do what you got to do to keep the romance there. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's most, I'm, I'm very, very boring. I just... I watch TV, I play on my Switch, and I play with my kids. <laughs> Wait, you're not boring at all because you're also a gamer. So what are you playing right now on the game space? Oh, at the moment, me and Albie are playing the new Kirby game because he got that for oh. his birthday. Yeah, the buffet one, right? Yep. So yeah. I tend to play with him. I'm also playing Two Point Hospital and getting very frustrated by it. Mm -hmm. um, have you ever played that one? It's like Theme Hospital, like back in the day. Yeah, I, I haven't played it because I'm terrible at those kind of games. Concentration. <laughs> great. <laughs> and Stardew Valley. I love a bit of Stardew Valley. I like I, I think they're called cozy games. I think that's the term for the games yeah, I like. Yeah, cozy yeah. gaming. I like and, and Pokemon. Oh my god. Give me a Pokemon game any day of the week. Absolutely. Yeah. I haven't I've got, played. I've got to catch them all. I've got it. <laughs> they keep coming out a hundred at a time. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Back in my day, there were 151, and we loved it. Okay, <laughs> I'm actually a rock. My kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're like Generation One. What's that? Whatever, Grandma. We'll send you home. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually play Rocket League. I'm a I'm a commentator for Rocket League. That's kind of the game oh, I got cool. into, uh, and I do that professionally or semi professionally. So it's kind of cool to see other gamers in that space. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, it's 2022. Either we're post-pandemic or in pandemic phase seven or whatever. Um, what, what is left on the bucket list to accomplish? What does that sometimes want to do? Um, oh, do you know what my absolute bucket list item would be? I want to lip sync on the, on the main stage of RuPaul's Drag Race. That would wow. be my absolute bucket list. But unfortunately, I'm not talented enough to be a drag queen. So... <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't know what I say. Keep at it. Like I don't. <laughs> you can do I, it. <laughs> I am terrible with makeup. I could never do what they. Honestly, me and my other half, we watch it and we're just like, that's magic. What they're doing is absolutely magic. I cannot get over it. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any uh travel bucket list items or places you want to do signings or anything like that? I would love to go to New Orleans. That's somewhere over your way. I've always wanted to go. Wow. It just seems so cool, and the food, and the music, and and just the vibe. It looks amazing. And Tokyo, I'd love to go to Tokyo one day. Sure, uh, Tokyo food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tokyo is great. But usually, I, I mean, guess people about a certain age. I guess here in the United States, I guess in the mid thirties or forties, group of Harry Potter. So we're always like England, let's go. But you're saying the opposite, which throws me off. This is great. <laughs> Don't come to England. It's rubbish. It's not. Come here. We want you all. Come on. I, I tell one of my friends uh, uh, that I went to, to college with that he's he's from a, he's from England, but he's from a really ugly town. Or oh, the name of the town is pretty ugly. It's from Bogner Regis. I told him that sounds like oh, an insult. Bogner Regis. Yes. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> he goes, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> the 
Portsmouth. Yeah, Portsmouth. All right. So, <laughs> SM Thomas, so glad you're on the show, New Amsterdam Radio. September 2nd, the disease coming out there. If someone wanted to check that out, how to go about doing that? Um, it's pretty much everywhere. It's um, on Amazon, Google, Apple, Barnes and Noble, Waterstones, Foils. I can't even think of half the places it's on. Um, but if any of that's too difficult, you can go to my website, which is just www.smthomas.co.uk. And it's right there, latest release. Just click on that and it'll guide you. Yes, please shout out to Paige Hansen's going through a lot of stuff. <laughs> and, and she'll be all right. I'm sure she'll be all right. And if someone wanted to connect with you, same way, the same website, do you have any yeah, other things going on? And yeah. I'm on Twitter. Uh, I think I'm under, I'm so old. I don't, I don't remember these things. Um, I think I'm on Twitter <laughs> under SM Thomas writes because somebody nicked SM Thomas. So I couldn't have that. Yeah, I totally understand that. We're at new underscore Amsterdam on Twitter, but I'm I'm a little upset about that. Neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, new Amsterdam, the podcast for creators. I've been looking for that release of that book. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W-Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours.